Hello, everyone, and welcome to the How to Undo the I Do podcast with Todd Zimmer, founding and managing partner of Zimmer, Matheson & Associates, located in Long Island, New York. Todd is a divorce lawyer in Suffolk County, recognized for his efforts in protecting the rights of his community. Todd has been practicing law for over 25 years and has extensive experience in the matrimonial and family law field. Todd is recognized as the best divorce attorney in his community since 2008 and has been nominated in the recent years as well. Well, let's dive into this episode with Todd to learn more about how to undo the I do. So Todd, how long does it take to get a divorce? A divorce can vary in the length of time. A non-complex case can be done typically in four to six months. Uh, complex cases can, the average case, I'd say median-wise, is six to eight months. Uh, and that would be one involving kids uh, and the uh, distribution and division of assets. Uh, very complex cases that involve valuations of businesses and custody cases where there's a, a fight over custody of the child or children can take up to a year. Uh, but cases should not take years. And when I hear stories of people saying their divorce took three or four or five years, um, I always find that to be incredible because in almost 30 years of practice, I would say probably over 95% of my cases are concluded in, in less than a year. So it's very rare instances where cases would go beyond that. And uh, attorneys do have to be vigilant about moving the case along. And when they are negotiating, they need to put a time limit on that negotiation process and know when it's appropriate to bring a case to court to get the, um, the wisdom of a judge in helping to settle the case. In some cases, going to court may only mean one or two visits to get a judge to tie up and rectify a couple of issues. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the case will go to trial. In fact, statistically, 99% of all cases do not go to trial. Sometimes after a visit or two, they wrap up. Um, and with the assistance of a judge, sometimes uh, a stalemate can be broken very quickly in one or two visits, and the case can be wrapped up, which makes it quicker for the client and uh, far less costly. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Todd. I believe with the world that we're currently living in, there's such a high amount of uncertainty and it's difficult for us to create a space where we can even think or even to Google or ask or just to have that reliable resource. So thank you so much for that. So due to the recent uh, COVID-19 pandemic, mediation has become a much more popular way for couples to resolve their issues in a divorce. The courts uh, have been closed since late March and they started to reopen uh, June 1st in New York State. However, they have limited availability and most of what's being done through the courts right now is electronic filings. So resolutions of cases are not really proceeding through court. However, our office and some other offices are taking clients in and meeting with the husband and wife and working with them in a mediated uh, fashion where both parties come in and we do the divorce and the settlement and resolution of all issues through the mediation process. Mediation involves both parties taking part in it and neither one of them uh, is retaining the attorney. Uh, the attorney represents both parties 
And in representing both parties, the mediator is working with them to help resolve all of the issues and going through the, with the clients on an issue-by-issue -issue basis to resolve things. Once a resolution is reached, we draw up an agreement, the parties review it, and then they sign that agreement. And then the package, which is the agreement and the initial divorce papers, are given to another attorney because that attorney who's the mediator cannot also be the same attorney who submits a divorce. When you act as a mediator, you're also, um, you're not, you cannot act actually as the attorney as well. So a mediator handles the resolution and the agreement that the parties reach. When that's done, it goes off to an attorney and that attorney does the submission. And we work with a number of attorneys who take care of the submission of the divorce. Uh, right now, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, divorces generally take two to three months to process by the courts and the county clerk. However, they are taking up to four to five months. Although during that process, the agreement, if it's been reached and signed by the parties, it is in full force and effect and the parties live and follow that agreement during the entire time that they're waiting for the final judgment of divorce to come in. When that judgment of divorce comes in months down the road, all it's simply doing is making the agreement that the parties reached into a court order and it's granting them that final divorce. The process during COVID, what has been your process? Well, during COVID-19, we're taking all the proper precautions with doing mediations. Uh, some of them we're doing by Zoom, some of them we're doing over the telephone and some um, parties are coming in uh, and we're taking the appropriate safety measures when they do. Um, it depends on the case and the party's comfort level and what they need. Um, every case is a bit different, so it's really being handled on a case-by-case -case basis at this point. So one of the biggest changes that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought to the court system is that the matrimonial courts, is one of, it's one of the few areas of the law where everything is done by paper. Um, other areas of practice are electronic, where things can be filed electronically, submitted electronically, and um, we're not using all that much paper. But in matrimonial law, in divorce, we tend to have everything printed and it has to be filed at the courthouse. The matrimonial courts were in the process of converting to the electronic process of filing and submitting documents. Uh, that was probably about two years away, but COVID-19 forced them to expedite that process. And as of June 1st of 2020, divorces can now be filed electronically. And that helps us because a client who comes in within an hour of their being here and starting a divorce, we can electronically over the computer system uh, log into the courts, file the divorce, and while they're sitting here, the divorce can be processed and an index number can be given by the courts. So things can be done during the day within an hour. They can even be done after hours. Uh, the clerk typically closes at a quarter to 5 p.m. We could file divorces at nine o'clock at night now. So things could be done very quick and the filing date of a divorce is always very important because it signifies that when a divorce is filed, the assets stop accumulating. A spouse is no longer entitled any further to the other's pension uh, as of the date of filing. Debts that spouses incur, they're not liable for the other spouse's debts after the date of filing. So for a lot of clients, the date of filing is an important date and being able to do that on the spur of the moment electronically has really been a move forward for clients. Uh, what probably has been the negative uh, impact of COVID is the courts are only open 
for limited to a limited degree for people to go in. They are doing hearings and trials, but conferences and other meetings are all being done through Zoom or Skype or even over the telephone. So the courts are limiting uh, the amount of people that are in the building, and it's really only for hearings and trials at this point. Uh, the court system is not going by the phase one, two, three, and four that the rest of the state is going through. Uh, the courts are running on their own system, and they are trying to figure out a way to have a couple of hundred judges and several thousand cases a day processed without crowds, large crowds, uh, gathering every morning at 9.30 a.m. when courts open. Uh, we're expected to hear something about that, and we're hoping that um, sometime in September of 2020, the courts will have a process in place for processing cases, but the future looks like conferences are gonna be held electronically and through Skype and through Zoom, and that the hearings and trials will be conducted in person. That will save on legal fees because people will not be paying for attorneys to sit in the hallways for hours and hours while their cases are called. We're given exact schedule times to meet with judges, and that's certainly, uh, we're finding that over the last few months that that saved uh, clients um, a number of dollars on legal fees because, again, they're not uh, paying for their attorneys to wait in court until their case is called. So there are some advantages and disadvantages as the courts start to rediscover a way of handling things during the pandemic, but so far most of the changes do seem to be positive and the courts are coming back online, albeit somewhat slowly. Uh, everything is getting done. Everything that was being able to be done before the pandemic can still be done. It's just being done differently and right now with a little bit of extra time, but that's something that will probably uh, be caught up and dissipate over the coming couple of months. How much does it cost to get divorced? The cost of a divorce varies depending on the complexity of the divorce, the length of the marriage, whether there are kids or not. Uh, sometimes one of the factors that they look at, uh, as an, that we look at as an attorney, is whether the parties are W-2 workers or whether they own their own business. It's always more complex when they own their own business because the income on the tax return may not accurately reflect the actual income that the parties have. We may have to look at their lifestyle, their business, and uh, what's involved in the divorce in terms of the complexity of determining the party's incomes. Uh, the cost of a divorce can range in the Long Island market. Uh, it can be as little as 1500 and it can go up to, um, eight to $10,000. Uh, most divorces can be done for under 10,000, and in a lot of cases they can be done even for half of that. It just depends on the cooperation of the parties, the complexity of the case, and whether the matter ends up going to court or not. Obviously, the longer and more drawn out a case is, and if it goes to court, those are all things that will increase uh, the cost. Our firm has a, a retainer, as all firms have, and then we provide clients beyond the retainer if there's any additional costs with a payment plan so that they can easily budget themselves and afford the divorce throughout the entire process. And one of the things we're known for is sticking with our clients from beginning to end, whereas a lot of firms will take a retainer and then when the money's run out, they'll ask for an additional retainer. And when that's not paid, they'll drop the client. Uh, we don't do that. We hold on to the case from beginning to end and we make it affordable for the client to 
uh, stick with us and for us to stick by them. So basically there's no set price, right? But it's affordable for everyone. It's not something that anyone has to worry about if this is the route they're looking to take. No, a, a divorce is never a set price with any attorney and you can see 10 attorneys and probably get 10 prizes. And the thing to always look for is not necessarily the initial price, but how the attorney bills hourly, how the attorney bills the work that they do. If one attorney does an agreement for the parties to finalize a divorce, they could charge seven or eight hours for that agreement. We may only charge three hours to prepare that. So even if their hourly rate is a little bit less than hours, the client may be paying more because they're being billed far more hours in the process. So there's a lot of factors to look at, but mostly uh, probably the primary thing you need to look at are the reviews, the attorney's reputation in the community, the years in practice, and that's going to tell you that the attorney is not only successful in managing and completing the cases, but that they're fair to the clients price-wise. So when someone leaves a good review, I look at that as a positive in all respects of the case, whether it's the price or the work that I did or the overall case as a whole. Uh, it tells me that I did the right thing by the client, which is always the most important thing to me. As we end this episode, we really hope that you enjoyed it and cannot wait to share more with you. If you're looking to undo the I do, you may schedule a free consultation with Todd Zimmer on Zoom or Skype, your preferred platform, schedule a call for an in-person consultation. As Todd noted, consultations are based on a case-by-case -case basis due to the comfort of the community. To learn more, please visit our website at toddzimmerlaw.com. You may also find us on social media that is linked to our website as well, including Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We wish you well, and we'll talk to you soon.